everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working moms and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insight and joy. I, your host, mom, and effortless lifestyle coach, Marina Pearson, talk to transformational professionals, business owners, and creatives about what it really takes to have a business and life you can truly enjoy. If you enjoyed the show or had any questions, why not connect with me on Instagram at Marina Pearson? Look out for the show's meme and make a comment there, or just click on my story and ask me a question. Alternatively, you can find me on the Joy of Being Facebook group. And if you would like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about the Joy of Being retreat? an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina, marinapearson.com with joy of being retreat in the title. And on today's show, I have the beautiful Sarah Phipp. Sarah is a nutritional therapist and health coach. Sarah's own journey from healing herself of ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, to the current energy-filled being she is today has given us so much knowledge and enlightenment along the way. She now shares what she has learned, her huge amount of research and passion with her clients. She's particularly interested in the mind-body connection, recognizing that great health not just comes from nutrition and detoxing, but also from the psychological habits we have too. And actually, that's what we focused on in today's episode. We focused on the three aspects that will make a massive difference if you feel that your energy is completely depleted. I don't know about you, but being a mom and having a business and working hard can often feel like you don't have enough energy by the end of the day, let alone maybe during the day. So if you're feeling that two two o'clock slump, then this is going to be a wonderful episode where we go into the psychological side of it. We also talked briefly about how um, you can support yourself through the nutrition, but also shift the way that you see disease and how it's possible to listen to your body. Because after all, that's actually the most important piece of this all. It's the discovery and the journey of how our body is speaking to us. So if you are the type of mom and woman who has to use coffee as a crutch because your energy is depleted or you are into your sugar and you're just feeling that you just cannot get enough energy from a day-to-day perspective, then this is going to be a great episode for you. And if you stay until the end, she has an amazing, amazing gift to give to you. So enjoy. So, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. And we're also lucky to have Sarah Fit today. Um, And especially because I haven't actually spoken to Sarah for a while, uh, but I've also worked with her personally. So I know uh, we're in store for something really, really, really wonderful today. Hello. Hello, Marina. It's great to <laughs> great to chat with you again. It's been such a while, hasn't it? Such a while. Um, so, obviously, this is this podcast episode is all about energy, and I'd love you to share a little bit about your own story around this, and because I know that you struggled with energy, especially when you had your kids and so forth and so on. And so I think this is quite pertinent conversation to be having. So yeah. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of my favorite subjects and I'll tell you for why. Um, 
uh, and for, for the benefit of the listeners, and some of this might be new to you, but um, I guess it was after my second child was born about 12 years ago. I well, kind of even preceding having my kids. There were, there were times where I just felt really tired and, and, and I kind of focused on my health a little bit, but not very much. And I guess if there's a weak link there, when, when you have kids, there's, there's just no tolerance for the body to continue working if you don't address those issues. And I, I thought I had, I thought I'd done a reasonable job, but knowing what I know now, I did a terrible job, but, um, we all, we're all doing the best with the knowledge we have at the time. So, um, I, 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 I feel so blessed to have learned what I've learned and love sharing it with, with other people and helping support other people as, as, as we did when we worked together when your little boy was quite young. And, and so the story for me goes something along the lines of this, that it was, it was almost immediately after my, my son was born. So it was 12 years ago. I, it felt like my energy just never bounced back. And I kept getting uh, respiratory problems I it felt like I had to avoid anyone with so much as a sniffle. The illness was something that just seemed to floor me. And in fact, within the space of about three months of him being born, I was in a pretty dire state. And it took a while to get diagnosed, but whether you want to call it ME or chronic fatigue syndrome, it got to the point where I wasn't sleeping at night, but had no energy during the day. It was, and this is the thing with chronic fatigue, that people who've never experienced it don't understand that it's not about just going to bed and sleeping. It was, I couldn't sleep. I understand why now. We'll delve into that. Um, I couldn't sleep. And yet I was just on this this level of exhaustion all the time where even walking down the stairs in the morning was painful. Um, my hair was falling out. I wasn't absorbing food properly. Um, it was just, I, I was in a pretty dire state. I was just surviving day to day. And um, when my husband used to come home from work and Fortunately, it used to be quite early at that time. At half five, I'd just be ready to hand the kids to him to go back to bed. It was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a great couple of years. Um, and even, even any thought of doing, mind you, I wanted to be at home for the kids anyway. But even the capacity to work was not there. Um, I was I was literally just just managing and even then with a lot of support from my husband of looking after the kids and, and barely looking after myself. So that was kind of my story for a couple of years. But in those two years, and, and I feel so blessed it was only bad for me for two years because I know so many people who have suffered decades and some people some people even take their their own lives suicide and chronic fatigue or me um there's a very strong link because of course this is my area of extreme interest that the mind-body connection you can't you can't just address one without addressing the other and psychologically i was i was really suffering and and i can i can remember the odd day of just thinking oh my god it's just going to be better if i just end it all because i can't i just can't carry on like this i'm just not not sleeping is like torture um and just not being able to 
feel like there was anything I could do to remedy it. But I'm quite a quite a fighter and I'm quite a motivated person. And so I quickly learned that that delving into the medical system or looking to doctors for answers just that it just even though that had always been my way of looking at health which to me is crazy now um I knew that was never going to provide the answers I was looking for they kind of said things like well you're a mum what do you expect you're tired like they don't a lot of doctors still don't even recognize ME or chronic fatigue there's any kind of systemic illness in the body they're not great and I just kind of want to put it out there and say that you know I don't want to diss the whole whole um western medicine medical establishment you know there there are certain things that they're really good at like dealing with trauma dealing with pain but when it when it comes to stuff like this you're just you're wasting your time you're wasting your time and and in truth it's all to me it's always a message to look inwardly and it was something I'd never done before and so the journey for me started when um I saw evening classes on nutrition and it was the way it was positioned as in using food to heal your body and and I just thought oh that sounds interesting and I think within 20 minutes of being in the first class I was like oh my gosh this is what I want to be doing this is so powerful what I'm learning I've never I'd I'd never thought of my body in that way I'd never thought of food and nutrition in that way um and and even though my background before having the kids was marketing I knew that at the point where I was going to start work again that this is what I wanted to do which is pretty major after going to university doing a diploma spending however many years with with corporate companies that literally within 20 minutes I was dropping all of that like a hot potato there was no way I was going back to doing that um and and so my journey began and um and I, I, I did some distance learning and uh, just threw myself into it because I thought I'm, I'm not well and I physically can't do much, but I can read and I can learn. And I did that um, and, and slowly started to see myself getting, getting well again. Now, part of one of the really interesting things for me, and I know I've shared this with you before, that I did work with a nutritionist for a year. And then there came a point in my learning where what she was doing just didn't make sense to me because she was just throwing more and more supplements at me. And she was almost using, using in an allopathic way, the same way that the doctors were like, oh, if this is what's wrong with you, here's the pill to fix it. She wasn't, she wasn't looking at the underlying issues of what was going on in my body that was throwing up the problems. So then I swapped to work with a naturopathic nutritionist, which is what I trained to be. And within six weeks, oh my goodness, it was like my whole life turned around and it involved um, looking at the the body systematically mm. and 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 looking at getting the liver working that was a huge part of it detoxing the body um, looking at because let's face it marina you can you can eat the best diet in the world okay all organic food all locally grown um cutting out any challenging foods like gluten, dairy, and processed sugar, which I recommend for anyone who's struggling with with their energy. And 
But if your body's still not working well, if you're still mm. not absorbing your food, if you're still, if your liver's really toxic, um, none of that's going to make much of a difference. So, so as soon as I started focusing on the detoxing and bringing all of those really simple techniques in, I remember my husband saying to me, I'm really worried about you because you're spending so many hours a week now doing all of this stuff at home. And I'm like, but it's working. It's working. My energy's coming up. And, and that difference in that, you know, having struggled for a year, that difference in that six weeks was, was incredible. And what I loved about it most, and this is why I work with people in the way that I do, is you kind of, you give them the information to become more conscious around their own bodies. And you teach, you teach them how to read where, where, when certain things need support. Like for a lot of women, they don't really pay much attention to their kidneys after their kids have been born. The kidneys can take a real whack after, after you, you become a mother. There's a, and in Eastern medicine, there's a, there's a huge role that that plays in, in supporting mom to bring her energy back up. And, and with the liver too, the liver regulates our blood sugar levels, has a lot to do with how we absorb our foods. Um, if we're carrying any level of toxicity, then, then it makes all of those other things really struggle. So, so all of that was, was a huge part of my picture. And, and then I guess I kind of, I kind of went on to, um, to train and then and then I started working with people and I took pride in the fact that I felt I felt like I was getting in at a grassroots level of what was really going on with people that I was working with people holistically around you know helping find a diet that was good for them that worked for them because we're all so different what works for one person doesn't work for another and and teaching them kind of like these old fashioned techniques on how to how to detox the liver, how to look after the kidneys, how to how to look at um, health and healing in the body. And it got me to the point where I no longer I no longer feared illness. And and I think that was a big part of my picture growing up in my house as well. I'd grown up in a house where like illness was a bad thing. Like it was something to avoid at all costs. And, and, and for me, I started to view it really differently. And if, if the body's working really well, then we shift illness really quickly. It's, it's not as if we're never meant to get ill. I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. But, but I started to notice as my body was working a lot better, instead of getting a cold and ending up with bronchitis and fear of pneumonia and just being floored for for two or three months I would get a cold and I would shift it within a few days and it was like oh my goodness goodness this is what it's like for my body to be working properly and I never I never considered myself an ill person in my 20s but but looking back on it it was like wow now I can see why I used to look at other people and think how can they still function when they've got a cold? And I, I just don't seem able to. I think my body 
well, we're all born with a certain level of toxicity anyway, depending on our parents, that I think I was kind of on the back foot from the get-go. So so for me, this was an amazing opportunity to to look at my body and um, really look at, at what I could do to to change my picture. And, and I've passed that on to my kids, you know. It would have been nice to have known this before carrying pregnancies, but it's been really wonderful to be so empowered to pass this information onto my kids too and to to help them view disease in a much healthier way. When you say seeing disease in a healthy way, can you expand on that? So if yeah. someone's listening in and and I know like having worked with you that I certainly was very scared of illness. Do you remember we had that conversation right yeah. at the beginning and I was like, I don't want to look, I don't want to know what it means. I don't, I, like the thought of illness was just this big thing of like, it's so awful. So yeah, I'm curious about what that means to you and how that, you know, that might be useful to anybody that's listening. Okay. As soon as you said that, what popped up for me, Marina, was it, it's not the illness or the disease itself that's causing the problem. It's our, it's whatever thought habits we've picked up around it. It's about a lack of, uh, it's about judging it. It's about not understanding our bodies. It's about so the minute, see, this is what's so powerful when I work with people, the minute they get, a, no matter how ill they are, the minute they start to get a better understanding of what their body's doing and that it's always working in their best interests, that the whole dynamic of how we view what's playing out changes completely. So could you give me an example? So let me, let me try and think of one. Well, let me give you an example. So for example, what would you say to somebody that has the herpes virus that can't seem to shift it, that somehow they've been taking the supplements they need, they've been eating well, they've been sort of detoxifying themselves. What, what, what would you say? Perfect. Great example. So, so I work with a lot of people who, who have the herpes virus, whether it's, um, uh, whether it's genital, whether it shows up as colsals on the face and, what what I've noticed both in myself and I see it in my clients time and time again is that there there there's always there's nearly always a strong emotional element involved to anything that's showing up in illness. So so it, when people feel like if someone keeps getting herpes and um, it takes such a whack to the immune system all the time. And yes, it's linked to the liver. And uh, yes, it, it's linked to um, low amino acids, for example, which is why taking vitamin C and lysine can help. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. There, sometimes there's there's a there's an element that we're not addressing that's going on. Now, I I know herpes is very. When we look at Eastern medicine again and traditional Chinese medicine. The liver has a lot to do with anger, has a lot to do with control, um, has a lot to do with strong emotions that I frequently find with clients who are repeatedly um, suffering. And for women, quite often, it can be around the time of their period when their blood sugar levels drop too, which the liver has a lot to do with because the liver is also known as the planner. So for women, it plans their periods every month. But if, it, if it's not doing well and it can become toxic due to emotions as well, that um, I can think of a few clients where they, they had a lot of underlying anger going on or um, 
uh, I guess, confusion about unresolved emotions or stuff that was going on, that whenever, whenever they had any kind of emotional upset, guess what, two or three, late, two or three days later, they'd get a herpes attack. And, and yes, sometimes it, it can be brought on by, I don't know, there are certain foods that can trigger it in some people. But by and large, the largest part of it is looking at what's gone on before. It's almost like uh, people who get migraines too. I'll get them to reflect on what's preceded that maybe in in the day or two before or I mean with migraines it can be more immediate really you can you can say well what's happened what happened in the six to twelve hours before that Hmm. with herpes it's like well what happened in the day or two before that um I I know when I get a cold um I can like I had one a few weeks ago and it, and I I could see that the two or three days before I was feeling really overwhelmed. Okay, now this is where it gets really interesting, Marina, and this is where you and I see things the same way to to a certain extent. Obviously, everyone sees things slightly differently, but I know we're on the same page with this one. And um, and and you work with some amazing women that overwhelm can be a big area, can't it? Especially busy mums if they run their own business that. We can uh, overwhelm is a is a is a thought generated perception of what's going on in our life. Now, you're like me. You have your own business that you you know uh, with a kid that that it's a real. You're wearing lots of different hats, and and for me at the moment, I'm running a big build project as well. We're halfway through an eight month build project. My my life has never been more busy than it is now. When, when I had chronic fatigue syndrome, I was doing very little, but guess what? I have never felt more overwhelmed than I did at that time. It's not a coincidence. And this is why it's so important to look at both elements of this. It's, you know, you're, of course your diet's important. Of course that makes a, can make a massive difference to your energy levels. And, uh, and of course we, we live in a very toxic environment now that, that making detoxing part of your part of your lifestyle is really important. And I know we were when we were catching up before we started this recording, I feel really blessed that I'm getting an infrared sauna put into my home. It's so and it sounds like a luxury in it and it and it is, let's be honest, it is. <laughs> but it's because for me, I I see the difference in people who regularly detox and you don't there are other things you can do. You don't have to. You don't have to use a sauna. But to me, it, it's uh, the three things that are so key when it comes to looking after our energy, um, making sure that we can we can live each day to its fullest and show up with our kids and do what we want in our business. And food and nutrition is one of them. Detoxing the, is the other. But the mind and emotions and having an understanding of that is huge. It's absolutely huge. And and looking as I did now, I'll be forever grateful for, you know, all of the learning that I've had over the last 12 years. And and the nutrition, definitely, without that, without the detoxing, I wouldn't, wouldn't be sitting here now. But But for me, the mind part has become the the largest slice of the cake and and I saw that when I started working with clients because 
I would have people come to me with, uh, I'll, give, I'll give some examples, maybe IBS or eczema or a thyroid problem or, um, or blood sugar levels perhaps that were heading towards diabetes type 2. And so they'd be on a program and maybe after six months or whatever, that the symptoms that they presented were, were resolved, okay? To all intents and purposes, they were cured, if you want to pick a word. But what I noticed was that these people were still showing up in their lives with a lot of stress, mm. um, whether that was in their parenting, whether that was in their relationship, whether that was financial concerns, whether that was um, uh, their business on how to set up, because I work with a lot of heart-centered workers as well, um, that the body, the body is so intelligent that it's going gonna, it's gonna to show up a symptom somewhere else unless we address the underlying cause. And for me, it was one of those light bulb moments of, um, oh my goodness, I, I thought... I thought I was working holistically and I was working at the level that the dis-ease started. And then I started to see that in a lot of cases that wasn't true, which is why I went back into learning about the psychology behind health and wellness and how, how important it was to look at that psychological, emotional element and to see how that plays out in the body too. Hmm. So does that make sense? Yeah, so what I really heard in what you said was that actually our body's always communicating with us. And so it shows up in different forms. It shows up for some, from some of us, we might have a weakness in the area of our chest, or it might be in the form of a virus, or it might be form in a earache. Um, I guess we all have certain points of weakness in the body um, that can get compromised when we're on immune system drops. And, and, but that usually is caused by lots of overthinking or, um, like major emotional twists and turns in, in people's lives. Um, yeah, because I mean, I, um, you know, last year or the year before was a massive shift in finding parasites and bacteria in the body and, and actually doing something about that. And what a difference that's made. So I, I, I totally get it. Like in the last year, I now have energy. So to me, this is a wonderful thing because it wasn't the case for about two years where I really struggled, um, so especially in the first year of, of having Leo. So you know, if anybody that's listening, it's possible to shift, by the way, if you are in that space at the moment, um, just get curious. And I, and I, it's been such a huge journey in actually learning about the body that you're in and understanding that we have a body. Cause I think a lot of us just go around feeling very disconnected from this vehicle that we're, you know, twaddling around in. Oh my God, I've got a hand. How, How does this work? But not really understanding like how it all works, like how it, how it can actually support us. Um, and how amazing it is. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I have trashed my body <laughs> in so many shapes, ways and shapes and forms in my twenties and my teens. Me too. <laughs> like major yeah. trash. Yeah. And so like this sort of coming together of love of body and mind um, has been a huge union in the last two or three years. So if anybody that's listening going, oh my, oh my God, I've been trashing my body. It's all good. The body has an incredible amount of resilience and an incredible capacity to heal. I'm curious. So if 
you know, we've talked about sort of the more esoteric kind of philosophy side of things. What are some of the things that, especially like if there's a mum that's just had a baby or whatever, that we can do to support ourselves so that we can actually have more energy? Um, because at the end of the day, I guess, as women and as mums, we are the center of the universe. No, the center, the <laughs> nucleus of the family. Yeah, it's, it's, well, the first thing I want to say is don't ever do a detox when you're pregnant or breastfeeding, okay? <laughs> don't, that's not a good idea or you're passing it on to your little one. Um, I, I recommend if women come to me early enough to do it to do two years prep before pregnancy. So for, for mums listening, if you're planning on having another one, um, it's, it's a really good idea. The more prep that you put in now, the easier it's going to be when they're born. Okay. Now the, the number, I guess uh, the other key thing is that you, you really need support and you really need to be eating well after your little one's born. It's, there's a tendency to, um, have shortcuts and um, <laughs> and to, and so it's really important that that you find whatever way you have to that you find a way certainly in those first six months to to eat well it's really important even if that means um, I don't know there are some here in the UK there are some brilliant meal delivery services. Um, and uh, I won't mention any names, but some some are some are much healthier than others. Um, you know, if you can, if you've got a partner that can help. Um, so I'll give it, I'll give you an example. And it's going off on a tangent a bit, but but my mum has just done six weeks jury service. My mum's in her seventies, and she normally cooks everything from fresh. And in that six weeks, because she was. Uh, she was coming home from doing jury service quite tired. Uh, my dad, bless him, doesn't cook. So she was eating ready. They were eating a lot of ready meals. Guess what? She got really, she got really sick at the end of that period. So she, I don't, uh, she didn't make the connection. Um, and, and I can relate to it because my husband tried to do the best he could. And I, because I wasn't that aware at the time, that whole thing around not eating well, I'm sure that must have had an impact as well. Um, so it's really important to get good nutrition into the body. And there are, there are some, some really simple, simple ways of doing that. Um, and, but for me, the key thing, Marina, and I'm sure you'll, you'll agree with me on this one is, is the psychological piece is the, is the not, not, triggering that fight or flight response all the time because that's that's where I used to live okay the fight or flight response is where where we feel like we're we're in immediate danger that um that we're either about to experience extreme pain or or our life's at threat and we're not, we're not that that life or death situation let's face it most of us thankfully, <laughs> don't, don't put ourselves in a situation like that very often anymore. The way, the way the modern world is, the way life is, um, living, living, uh, here in the UK or living in Westernized culture where we're very lucky, but, but so many of us have become locked into that fight or flight response so that, um, 
you know, a baby crying or an argument with your partner or um, worries about money or we're triggering that stuff all the time. And it's not, the system's not meant to be triggered around stuff like that. And constantly triggering that means that the body, the body goes into survival mode and so if you think about it logically, if you're in a life or death situation, your, your body is doing everything it can to save your life in that moment. So it's shutting down non-essential systems. So guess what? Your immune system shuts down. Your digestive system shuts down. Your uh, hormones, uh, endocrine, reproductive system shuts down. All of that stuff in that in that perceived life-saving moment those things just aren't relevant Hmm. now what happens is when we're triggering that all the time you can start to see the picture now and why people like myself end up with chronic illness that that I was triggering it all the time that that's why I was getting sick all the time that's why I wasn't absorbing my food that's why my hormones were all over the place and my thyroid wasn't working properly so so when we when we start to address that part of it, the psychological part of it, that it, it pays huge dividends in so many ways because I really and I'm sure you can relate to this, Marina. I used to before understanding how our psychological experience plays out. I used to be a control freak, like got to get control of everything to feel okay. That included when the kids were born. That was such a wake-up call for me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if there's one thing that you can't do when you have kids is, is control stuff. Yeah, you're, you're at the behest of this beautiful new human being who um, decides when they want to sleep, decides when they want to eat, um, uh, decides when they want their, <laughs> their nappy changed. Um, and, and it's your job to be responsive to that. Now, if you're used to living in a way where <laughs> you deal with your anxiety through controlling stuff, then, then you're going to find it really stressful. Okay. Now, now, for me, I, I have no regrets in my life at all. I'm, I'm just, it just doesn't make sense to me. But knowing what I know now, and the kid, my kids have had the benefit of it now because mine are 12 and 14, but had I known what I learned in the last six years about the psychological piece when they were little, I would have parented so differently and found it so much easier hmm. um, that 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 capacity to to get overwhelmed was coming from my perceived lack of control over my life and you know in the early days running my business and that that's just not there anymore it's just it's a it's a more enjoyable way to live it's a much healthier way to live um because the thing is if you're if you're constantly triggering that fight or flight response, you're, you're head on directed towards a cancer diagnosis or heart disease or, you know, all of those chronic illnesses that we see are so prevalent now um, and all linked to stress. So, so I guess, you know, it, it's, it's, it's looking at all of it, Marina, and it's never, and I just want to reassure 
any anyone listening that it's never too late to address them as you and I have proven. (laughs) (laughs) I can do years and years of drugs and alcohol and, and not eating properly and come back to feel the way I do right now. Then yeah, it's totally doable. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I would say that even though it seems like a physical thing, looking at the liver Mm. by, by far and away, that has been, that has been looking at that has been the biggest thing. I, I call it the powerhouse of the body. It has 500 plus different roles in our house. Yeah. And, it, and it's so linked into all of the emotional stuff that we've been talking about and how we absorb our food and our hormone levels and, and our toxicity that, that focusing on that, it, even if you do nothing else but that, you will make a massive, massive difference to your health and your energy. So I don't. I know I, you posted something on Facebook recently about the beauty of celery juice, and I and I had kind of it had come into my awareness before Christmas, and there'd be something kind of going, go and have a look. <laughs> and then of course my my kinesiologist said to me, celery juice, and I was like, oh, okay. Fine, fine. So I'm getting messages from like different sources and I thought, okay, I'm going to, oh my goodness, just that alone, just having celery juice every single morning, wow, just that alone has Mm. made such a significant difference to my energy levels, to the way that my body's detoxing because I now, not to be too private about it, but I go every day. This is a new (laughs) Yeah. just that alone, just that one tweak has made all the difference. Now, of course, I'm not saying that that's what everybody else should do. Yeah. But um, what I'm realizing is, is there are signs, there are whispers, there are people, there are things coming into your life all the time to help you, support you, that you may now not be seeing, but, but that are there. Like um, when, when, I, when I put a shout out years ago around Leo and his health, and he was getting a lot of um, chest infections, I think you put a post up about going to a salt cave. Anyway, we discovered one in, in, in Greenwich, we took him and it was amazing. And then I've, pre- and I've done this seems to me that every time he gets ill, I'm in a big city. So we go and shove him into the salt cave for, for a few sessions, which has been incredible. But, but aside from that, somebody came into my life. They happened to be, you know, all about, you know, colonics. I went and I took a look and it was just this journey that I was just on. And it was, and it was just, it was just incredible if you're open to it. Like, have you, mm. have you found that to be the case? Yeah, and I, and I just want to go back to what you said about the celery juice. The medical medium has made that so popular. It's all over the place, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I've been, I've been juicing for 10 plus years now. And I, 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 I'm not, um, it's like everything. You cherry pick what you want to take from other people. And I expect people to do that from me as well, that, that some stuff I share is going to really resonate with them. And there's a reason for that because, see, the thing is, the way that I work with people is I, I don't – yes, I have knowledge, okay? I've done years and years of training. I have knowledge. But there is nothing more powerful than someone insightfully seeing for themselves what they need. Mm. 
Now, whether whether that's me imparting knowledge through my wellness program, whether that's through coaching, I I never to you know we've worked together. I never tell people what to do. Mm. I, I I work with them around becoming more conscious with their body. Mm. I um you know, some of it's providing information. I know for ages we talked about colonics and enemas and then at some point the penny dropped with you, didn't it? And you came back and went, oh my God, why have I not done this before? This is amazing. But it's all about, um, it's all about putting the information out there, but then working with the person to get them to make sense of it. It's like, I know it's a bit of a cheesy one saying knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge is power to a certain extent that there are a lot of people that didn't know about the celery juice until the medical medium went went crazy, uh, crazy in the media. Now everyone's doing it. And I wish I had shares in celery, <laughs> if you can do that. Um, but but there's there's... There's also seeing that all of everyone listening, all of us as individuals, we, we are the best expert in our own body. It's not someone else. And it's about, it's about getting curious about exactly as you just said, Marina, it's about getting curious about your own body. And there's a reason that certain things resonate with you or seem like a good idea at different times, whereas other times they'll just fall on deaf ears. Now, whether that's because you're, you're ready to make the changes or whether, um, so, so I'll give an example. And I know I've shared this one with you before. I mean, my son's 12 now, but my kids have always been amazingly intuitive around food. And when he was around five, there was just one day he, he, I gave him lunch and it had tomato, cherry tomatoes on it, which was pretty typical. And he just turned around to me and he said, um, he said, I don't like tomatoes. And, um, and I just said, okay, darling, you don't, you don't have to eat them. And then a week or two afterwards, when I, I took him to an appointment, totally unrelated, she said to me, oh, his histamine levels are really high. And I was like, bingo. Of course, I knew like that's where the knowledge part comes in. I knew that tomatoes were high in histamine. Now, He's five. Did he know that? No, of course he didn't. Can I, can I make sense of it with my knowledge? Yes. But is that of any value to him at that point? No. Um, had, had I done one good area of parenting there to make sure that I didn't give him loads of, um, cluttered thinking around food and what he should or shouldn't be eating. I could have gone, do you know what, darling, it's the start of the summer and tomatoes are really high in lycopene. So you have to eat them to protect your skin. Like we can, we can inadvertently pass on all of this kind of information that can end up by being really unhelpful. So he was, he was so in tune with his body that he just knew at that particular point in time that food wasn't right for him. And he kind of continues to do that. I remember another time he just went crazy for raw carrots. He was constantly in the fridge eating raw carrots. Again, after the event, I found out he was low in beta carotene. What are carrots high in? Beta carotene. Um, and he's just... He's just so in tune with his body. And I don't want anyone listening thinking, oh, wow, well, he's really special and that's really unique. No, we all have this capacity, all of us. 
Mm. And 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 when we when we slow down and when we don't fill our heads up with the shoulds and what other people are doing and and not seeing what's right for our body, we can we can get lost in that story massively because everybody's body is different. And I didn't mean to say you should everybody should be doing celery juice. It was oh no no yeah yeah of like that's what I've discovered for me. So thank you for pointing that out because it really is not one thing fits all. Some people realize that they can't actually handle meat. Others actually have to eat a really high protein diet depending on how they're, gen- you know, moments in time even. Um, so Sarah, thank you so much. Like my question is, you know, if someone, because I know we haven't really talked about the practical side, but I know that there's stuff that you've created that can really help with that. So I'm just curious as to if somebody wants to know more about what you're up to, or they want to know more about how they can detox the liver and how they can get more rest and how so forth and so on. Um, how can they do that? Okay. So I, uh, the first thing I want to say is this time of year in traditional Chinese medicine, we've moved into liver time, okay? There is not a better time to detox the liver than right now. I'm doing it at the moment. So what, what I'm about to share with you is what I'm doing at the moment. And it's what, what I did to get well. And it's what I do um, every time I feel myself getting run down or I just feel like um, my, my body needs a boost. And, and so I've created uh, a free web class focused entirely on the liver. It's called Simple Liver Cleanse. It's three steps that's really easy to follow that anybody can do um, that will take you through the process of starting to support your liver. Um, and you, and anyone who wants to find that, it's simply at simpleliverclens.com. So they can find that web class there and it will take you through. Below. Okay, yeah. brilliant. So it'll take them through the steps. Now, if anyone wants to learn uh, more about me or what I do, they can find me at sarahfip.com. Um, or, or email me sarah at sarahfip.com and um, yes, if anyone's got any questions or wants to follow up on anything they found interesting in this in this podcast then then please do reach out to me well thank you so much Sarah it's been wonderful to have you here today and for anybody that's been listening I hope you got as much out of it as I did and yeah until the next time bye bye for now and there you have it another wonderful episode of the joy of being If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? And if you're curious as to how you can experience more joy in your life and feel carefree, then I invite you to download your Joy Catalyst Scorecard at www.marinapearson.com slash scorecard, which will help you identify the joy gaps and what you can do to fill them. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at marinapearson.com or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.